Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 26, Learning to Love Your Body. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mom of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to find more confidence, to feel less stress in your life, and to look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi, friends. How is it going? How have you been? Do you know, lately, I've been seeing a lot of clients, just a lot of clients all of a sudden, and so many of them have come to me struggling with body image. So today, I want to talk to you about body image so that we can learn to find different ways to look at our bodies so we can learn to love our bodies and stop hating our bodies. So this week, I decided to try something new. I've started a brand new email that goes out every Tuesday and, um, we kind of, I introduced the theme sort of of the week or what we're going to be talking about. And I send an email, kind of a tune up and ways to help you in your life. And then on Wednesdays I do an Instagram live, which I did my first one yesterday. And, uh, that was kind of fun, a little scary, but fun. And then, um, I'm going to also have some posts on my Instagram throughout the week. And so I'm going to kind of take certain themes per week. So this week it was on body love. And so I, everything that I've done has kind of been focused on that. So anyway, I did this 30 minute, it's just 30 minutes. You can find it on my Instagram, by the way, the live is still there. And, um, it was on body image and a lot of my thoughts about that. And there, you know, even though there wasn't that many people there live, I've had lots and lots of you listen after. So, um, hopefully it'll catch you at a time, you know, when you have available, uh, which just tells me that a lot of you are interested in this and it gives me feedback that allows me to be able to create things that to help you even more. So I get it because I've really struggled with body image pretty much my whole life. And I remember even as a child being really concerned about my shape and size and comparing myself to my friends and some of those different beliefs that I created at this very young age and the thoughts that I had about myself and my body. And having a poor body image really does affect us in our lives and how we show up, how we act, how we feel, and how we maneuver through the world. So I think it's a significant topic that I think is worth talking about and trying to come up with some ideas and thoughts and ways in which we can stop hating our bodies and start learning to love ourselves right where we are and appreciate our bodies for what they do for us and what they allow us to do. Now on this podcast, there will be a couple of things that you'll hear that repeated from my Insta to my podcast. And it's just because some of those ideas I want to make sure I get across. So there'll be a little bit of repeat, but, um, all of this is going to help you to uh, have a better body image. So this morning I was thinking about this podcast and recording it. I was thinking about what problems are caused as a result of having poor body image and what it costs us in our life. 
And, you know, knowing myself and my own life, really, that's the only life I can speak from. I want to share with you what cost, what it's cost me. You know, I have spent so much of my time and my mental energy worrying about how I look and what my body looks like versus just living. I know for me, even as a young girl looking and seeing that, you know, I may not have this or thin legs or pretty hair or that all these other girls were, you know, perceived beautiful and got attention. I found myself beating myself up as a young girl. And, you know, what that really has caused for me a lot of my life is that I've lacked confidence in myself and my body, which kind of spread into everything in my life. I've, I've lacked the ability to get past this body enough to really go out in the world and be who I want to be. Now that's changed in the last several years as I've learned some tips and tricks about this, but it really has held me back in so many areas of my life because I was so centered on myself and how I looked that I didn't just show up and live. You know, in high school and college, I thought I was too fat. And to me, being fat or what I perceived as fat, which by the way, was not fat, it really held me back from being confident in, in everything I did in college. I, you know, to talk to boys and to date, it caused me not to want to try out for any teams or organizations and just doing, you know, not doing things I wanted to do because I thought that my body was not good enough. And believing that I wasn't beautiful caused me to be way more introverted, less social, less willing to meet new people, just less willing to do things in my life. And it inhibited who I was and who I wanted to be because of this. And, you know, I can't even tell you how many years I've spent wanting and wishing I could be different than I was and trying to look like those models out of Hollywood and having this really unrealistic idea of what a body should even look like. And that was until I found out that this is all in our heads. It's all contrived in our heads and how we choose to think about ourselves and our world and our environment and whatever. So I'm going to talk about, you know, that a little bit more later, but, um, I read this most fascinating book. Oh, it's probably been a several months since I finished it, but um, I came upon this book and it's called More Than a Body. And it's by Lindsay and Lexi Kite, who are sisters, twin sisters, and who have a PhD. And so they did a lot of studying about our body image. And in this book, they talk a lot about how we self-objectify ourselves and our bodies. Our bodies are an object to us. Um, if I were to define self-objectification and really how they define it in their book is that it's an invisible prison of picturing yourself being looked at instead of just being and living and fully living. That's really um, the definition they have. And they talk about how disruptive that is to our ability to live because we're spending so much time worrying about the outside that we don't live. In this book, they reported some interesting statistics from all the studies that they, you know, held. 91% of those that were surveyed felt negatively about their bodies. So that is a huge percentage of our population that feels negative about our body. And 82% of the women admitted to staying home from events and activities, sitting out of opportunities because of appearance anxiety, they call it, anxiety over your appearance. 
So this statistic, eight out of 10 women tells us way too many women live in a constant state of body monitoring, as they call it. And they, they go on to say in this book that it's really among all ages, backgrounds, ethnicities, it happens everywhere. And what are the results of this? And they describe this, um, in their book as people have negative body image. We're preoccupied with our appearance It disrupts our mental and physical performance, shame, anxiety, depression, uh, a means for coping. You know, what, 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 how do we cope with this? Well, we don't eat right. We, sometimes we self-harm, substance abuse. Um, Interestingly enough, there's a decrease in sexual assertiveness. Now, what this means is, you know, when you want to say no, you, you don't feel like you have the ability to do so. Isn't that interesting? Um, it also affects our activity rate, our physical activity rate. It, it, it affects how we are just perpetually dieting and we just find more and more ways to hide and fix ourselves. And when we live our lives in this perpetual state of body monitoring, we are living passively being judged and consumed by others and ourselves not as actual humans making making choices. And that's an actual quote from their book. Don't you think this is so sad when you start to really think about this, that this inhibits us in so many ways and causes us not to be who we really want to be. And this has been me for so many years. They also talk in this book about how your body is an instrument and how it's not an ornament, but Uh, you know, they talk about how the world conditions us to believe that it is an ornament and we see beauty and we see bodies as only being beautiful in a, in a certain way. You know, think about the cartoons, the Disney movies, all of the things that you were raised with. How do the characters look on those cartoons? They look nearly perfect, right? Everything is so proportional and wonderful and beautiful on those girls and they have beautiful voices and, they're all very thin. So then, you know, then we go on, we talk about these teen idols, idols and high school musical and all of these teen shows that they make. And, you know, that we were raised with and actually, you know, high school musical is more of my children's generation. But if you look at what they put out there, it's beautiful, thin girls and muscly athletic guys and, um, just they're, they're making the world seem a certain way. So then you look at our magazines, our models, our swimsuit models, and really this goes for guys and for girls. And what do you see? Again, a very thin, very proportionate, handsome men, beautiful women, very fit. They fit into all this beautiful clothing. It looks perfectly on them. You know, they're probably a size zero and five ten, and they weigh a hundred pounds. And we think this is normal. So then we wonder why, as we grow older, we compare ourselves to these Disney princesses. And then we, you know, these teen idol stars like Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, which are all great people. Um, But they're a very specific type. The other thing that's really disturbing disturbing is that um, oftentimes 
In fact, I would say most of the time, these images in these magazines and these Instagrams, they're altered. And we know that we've heard that these models, they're altered to make them look even more beautiful than they actually are. They edit the pictures, they change their skin, they change all these things. They put these filters on. And then we look at these and we compare ourselves with these people. And we're wondering what's wrong with us. You guys, it's a messed up world. And then we find all of us struggling with body image and wondering why we can't look like those people. And, you know, we, we see these people having all this money and success and everything that we supposedly want in life. So then we equate beauty and thinness with success and muscly and bodybuilding as success and anything else less than that is bad and ugly and fat and wrong and not good. So what do we do to change it? On my last podcast, um, I talked a lot about living in reality and we talked about learning to see things as they really are, which is living in reality. What Hollywood doesn't want you to know is that in reality, none of us have perfect skin. None of us have perfect legs and, and without flaws and without cellulite and with all the things that we have, you know, that we struggle with our bodies their perception is a body and what they want to make is a perfect body. That doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a perfect body. I know that we have in our heads that there is, but there's not. And by the way, what is a perfect body even anyway? I mean, it's different for all of us, right? Why do they do this? (laughs) Of course, it's for money. In 2021, I looked this up, the beauty industry revenue was 49 billion. That is with a B, billion dollars. They make billions of dollars selling an ideal that nobody has. And then tempting us to change ourselves and pay them a lot of money for all these regimens so that we can look perfect like these models. Now, it's brilliant on their part because they're making a ton of money. But it's not so smart on our part because we are not recognizing and we're not seeing reality and what it really is. So I'll never forget this book that I read, oh, probably five to 10 years ago. It was written by a woman named Stephanie Nielsen, and she was involved in a plane crash, and she was very badly burned all over her head, her face, her neck, her arms. This book is called Heaven is Here. It's a great read. But this woman who was, you know, you would consider maybe beautiful, um, you know, what is, what is beautiful, right? But she was a beautiful lady and is a beautiful lady, but she was burned really badly. And by the time they were able to fix her face and her neck and all of these things, and she's done, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of surgeries over the years, her face had changed and she no longer looked like the person that she was. And she talks in this book about how difficult it was for her to look in the mirror and see the person that she didn't recognize and to judge herself as no longer being beautiful and not no longer being worthwhile as a human. And, but she discovered after a time, you know, after she wrestled with this, she coined a phrase um, in her book that I will never forget and I actually have it um, posted because I, I think about this and I look about this a lot. But um, she had a quote and it says, 
it's not a be- it's a beautiful heart, not a perfect body that leads to a beautiful life. It's a beautiful heart, not a beautiful body. Well, what is a beautiful heart? Do you know anyone that has a beautiful heart? I think that all of us, if we thought about it, could agree that over our life, we know people that we love and admire that have beautiful hearts. And the reason that we love these people has nothing to do with their body shape and size and everything to do with the way that they make us feel when we are around them. We feel more important. We feel loved. We feel valued. We feel validated. These are people that we really love and admire in our lives. Isn't that fascinating that body image really doesn't come into this at all? And I really want you to think about that and ask yourself, do I have impact? And are there people that would actually not judge me from my body shape and size that would see my beautiful heart? Or maybe we don't have a beautiful heart. I don't know. But I'm I'm just thinking, I'm still working on that beautiful heart part. But hopefully somewhere in my life, I've helped people to feel more love for themselves by the way that I treated them. And of course, we get it's our own thoughts that make us feel that way, right? But when we do certain things, when we love and we accept and we're accepting of people, it does tend to make them believe that they are accepted and loved. And so people want to be around people like that, right? So um, I, ca- I gave a couple of tips on my Instagram live, and I'm going to give um, similar tips here on this podcast because I think they're really helpful in helping us determine a better way to look at our bodies and a way to learn to love ourselves just as we are. So number one is the key is awareness. We have to become aware not only of the story and the habit thoughts that we have that we talk to ourselves every day about our body as we look in the mirror, as we go about our way and we're, you know, sucking in our stomachs and we're, you know, trying to look a certain way. I want you to just identify the thoughts that you have about yourself that aren't good, that don't build yourself, that don't help you to be confident in who you are. These are thoughts that we probably all have on a regular basis. And just so you know, I do the same thing. I often have thoughts when I look in the mirror that my legs are too big or my skin isn't as pretty as it used to be, or, oh, my hair is thinning as I age a little bit, or my waist isn't as thin as it used to be. And so pretty much every time I look in the mirror in in the past, uh, it's it's been all hatred towards my body. So first we have to be aware of it. We have to see what we're telling ourselves and see how we can change that story and look at it differently. So because we're always looking in the mirror and finding all the flaws, what we've done is trained our brain to see the flaws every time we look in the mirror. And then we identify those flaws. And what it does is cause us to feel discouraged, apathetic, And just as often we want to give up because we're never, ever the ideal of what we want to be. But what if we could look in the mirror every morning and start to change this? What if we could find every day something that we liked about our bodies? Now, I know this is easier said than done. I've done this. And it's something I had to do during school. And it was really difficult for me. But I did learn over time to find the good in my body and find the ways in which my body was strong in the ways in which I loved and found things that I did like. And now when I look in the mirror, my brain starts to focus on the good and find those things instead of the bad. And I know this is kind of a funny exercise, but it's really powerful and it can have a big effect on the way we look at ourselves. Just like we've trained our brain to hate our bodies, we have to retrain our brains to love our bodies. And that takes time. 
But I am living proof that after 40 years of hating my body and then learning these principles, I have now spent several years working to improve this in my life. And I find myself so much more confident. I care so much less about what people think of me. And I'm finding the good and what my body has to offer me versus all the things that it doesn't. So it's a really great thing to try. The second thing is to replace this disgust and this hatred with our body to gratitude. How do we do this? Have you ever really stopped to sit and realize what your body enables you to do? Have you ever taken the time to really look at your body and see what a miraculous creation it is? Think about it. Our heart beats for decades without us ever telling it to. Our brain makes sense of this world around us and it protects us and it keeps us safe. Our five senses allow us to experience touch and we're able to see see through our eyes all the beauty around us and we're able to smell the pine trees and the flowers and we're able to hear birds chirping and people talking to us and we're able to taste wonderful things that really bring us joy. And we all do this because of what our body is capable of. Our body fights disease all the time and it heals itself when it's needed. Our body is truly miraculous. And are we really thankful for all that it allows us to do? Think of what you've been able to do today because you have a body. Experiencing life through the vehicle of a body is amazing. The experiences we're able to have as a result of it is incredible. Do we look at our bodies as a gift or as a curse? It's all in the way we choose to look at it, right? I'm always teaching that to you all the time. It's how we look at things. So if we want to turn this thing around and we want to start to find gratitude for all that our body allows us to do, got to start looking at it different. Thank you, body, for allowing me to do blank today. Thank you. And I love you. It's such a great way to switch your mindset about your body. And again, it's a shift that takes time. But when we start to do it, it really does start to create amazing results. When we understand that our bodies and our weight and our shape and our size are all facts and they're all neutral until we decide how we want to look at them and how we want to think about them, We're only fat if we think we're fat. We're only skinny if we think we're skinny. We're only ugly if we believe we are. But we also can choose to just believe that we're beautiful. And we can be whatever kind of beautiful that is to us. We don't have to look like Hollywood's beautiful. It's all in the eye of the beholder anyway. What if we could just decide that our body's okay as it is? And also that we love it enough that if we want to change some things, so that it maybe is healthier, stronger, we can do that. But hating your body into weight loss or into, you know, hating your body into being something different, that's not a good motivation to do anything. It's never going to last. But the moment we start to appreciate and love our bodies for what they are, even though we might want to change some things, we might want to lose weight, we can do it from this place of love. And our motivation is, I love you body, and I want to take better care of you. I want you to be healthy and strong. Instead of, I hate you and you need to look better. We can almost always look at our body like a relationship like we would with someone else. How would you treat someone else? 
you'd never be a to berate a friend like you do yourself. So we really have to become aware of what we think about our bodies and how we talk to ourselves so that we can turn that tide if it needs to be. What are the results if we do this? Well, I'm going to tell you for me personally, changing this over a period of several years and doing these things has allowed me to find a whole confidence in myself that I've never had and a confidence in my body, even though my body looks way different than it did in my 20s and 30s. And even though my body isn't perfect, and I see that, I see the value in myself and what I'm able to do with it and the impact that I'm able to have in this world as a result of having a body. This beautiful body of mine, or so I've now decided that it is, it allows me, it's allowed me to bear my five beautiful children who I love so much. They bring me so much joy and happiness that I can't even really express it. So I have a few stretch marks on my stomach from those pregnancies, from that sacrifice. I've learned to love those stretch marks because they represent that sacrifice I made to bring those five children in this world. And to me, that's worth it. The wrinkles I have on my forehead, I have earned those through toil and work and striving to raise children and building a business with my husband and serving people around me. And those wrinkles represent something to me. They're not bad. They're not wrong. They're beautiful. I get to choose that. I will never forget my grandma, Marjorie, who has since passed away many years ago. But I remember, even as a child and a teenager, looking at her hands. Now, to the world and to Hollywood, her hands would have been the ugliest things you've ever seen. They were crumpled up. She had arthritis really bad and they were wrinkly. Those hands had done a lot over a lifetime. What I saw was hands that had served and loved and taken care of people and had done so much good in this world. Her crumpled up arthritic hands were the most beautiful hands I'd ever seen. Do you see how it's really all in how we choose to look at it? It's all in our perspective. So I would recommend that you either, well, I for sure want you to go out and get this book more than a body. But if you don't, just start somewhere. Start observing and becoming aware of the world around you and the way in which our media causes you to look at yourself in a very skewed way. I want you to start seeing the ways in which Hollywood, and when I say Hollywood, it's just kind of a representation of the beauty industry in general, that uh, puts things a certain way, which we choose then to believe that perfection is beauty. Well, it's not. And the sooner that we realize that and we see beautiful hearts and we see the reality of what it really is, the happier we're going to be. The second thing is find the good in your body and stop looking for the negative. And lastly, make a list every night of all the things that your body's allowed you to do that day and title it, Thank You Body. What a gift our body can be if we really choose to look at it that way. It's all your choice. Nobody else can decide for you what it is you have to decide. All right. Well, I hope these tips have helped you a little bit shift your thinking, helped you in some way to change the way you look at yourself and your body in some way. My goal is to improve body image among all the young adults in this world and to help you see that you are beautiful and you are wonderful and you are awesome just as you are. And if you have things you want to change, 
then we have the power to do that too. But we do it from this place of love and acceptance for ourselves and our bodies. So if you struggle with body image, and I have, and you struggle with some of your thought processes, and I have, that have caused you to feel this way about your body, I hope that you'll come get some coaching. I've gotten coaching on this and I hope you will as well. You can always go to directyourlifecoaching.com and you can contact me from there. And I would love to visit with you and help you to find some ways to look at your body differently so that you can find more confidence in yourself, more happiness in your life, more just living this real life instead of chasing after a mirage of a body, a perfect body that doesn't exist. I promise it doesn't. So that's my wish for you. I hope you have an amazing, beautiful week and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence and a new way to look at your life, come, let me help you. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.